Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. Now, it's time for Spotlight Star Wars with your host, Ken Knapsack. Spotlight Star Wars is here. It is episode 124. So happy to be with you all. We are uh, here in a, in, a, in a one month away time period. One month away from Star Wars celebration. That's right. And that is a great time. If you're going... Get ready. If you have never been and you're going for the first time, get ready for a very fun time. Yeah, I know. We get it. We say it. We're talking about it all the time. It can it, it can be a tough time to be a fan right now, right? Which is silly because when this started, specifically this show, Spotlight Star Wars, I used to always say, what a wonderful time to be a Star Wars fan. We can go back to that joy in Star Wars Celebration is a way to do that. It's a convention. I go to a lot of conventions. A lot of you listening go to a lot of conventions it's something different at Star Wars Celebration. This year, five days. That's a lot. Oh, it's expensive. Oh, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources, but it will be worth it. It will be a great time surrounded by fellow fans and friends. You'll see old friends. You'll make new friends. I really do believe in the power of Star Wars Celebration. I was convinced in 2015. I, I think you can go back uh, to the Star Wars Celebration 2015 time frame, which would be, well, God, what was that, early early May uh, in uh, 2015? Because I, I came straight, I came back from Vegas, came straight back from Vegas uh, from an event out there and then went straight to the convention. So I can't remember the exact time. You guys look it up. But there was a Spotlight Star Wars I released that week recorded in my hotel room in Anaheim. And that was my first experience with Star Wars Celebration. Been to a lot of other conventions, and it blew me away. It was almost spiritual. And I hope if you're returning, you're looking forward to that connection. And again, if this is your first time coming up, I'm so happy for you. And I know a lot of you can't do it. A lot of you can't get there and haven't had the chance yet. 
Don't give up the faith. The force is with you always. You'll get there. It is a must for Star Wars fans. Five days, yep, long time, a lot of things going on, including something now with us. We, the Force Center team, weren't sure if we were going to be at Star Wars Celebration. It is quite a process to get there. They don't just hand out the tickets to you because you say nice things about Star Wars. It is a process to get there. Trust me. But we can we can say that we are going to be there. Now, Joseph Scrimshaw has a big contest, a uh, big, big movie trivia schmodown battle coming up. They fatal five way to determine a number one contender for the Star Wars Movie Trivia Schmodown Championship. That is inside the convention. That is on Friday. Go to Movie Trivia Schmodown and all that kind of stuff to find out the information. I'll be there for that one. Not competing this year at all. No surprises. I will not be competing. But I hope you're there to root on Joseph in his big match. But... I'll be doing a comedy show with Mark Ellis. He's got his comedy taping. We get the big live event. The winner of that five-way match goes on to face Alex Damon at a live movie trivia showdown outside of the convention. That's all cool. That's all big. That's all stuff I'm excited for, and I hope I get to see you there. But you're proud to announce, if you're following us on Twitter, and I hope you are at Four Center Pod, and on our Facebook page, Four Center Podcast, and other places where you can follow us, we announced this past Friday... The Force Center Celebration Special. That's right. Much like the holiday special, maybe with just as much, maybe more singing. Maybe one of us will do the Life Day song. No guarantees. But me and Joseph Grimshaw will be there at the Alulu Brewery for a live podcast recording. But also, and it's going to be like a special edition of Force Center, but also uh, comedy Stand-up comedy. Maybe you don't know that Joseph Scrimshaw is one of the more accomplished comics around. He'll be doing comedy. I'll be hosting the show, doing some crazy stuff. We'll have some special guests, including from Collider Live. You might have seen her some of the uh, uh, crazy stuff over there uh, on the Collider Live show and some of the uh, Schmoes-related stuff. Uh, guest on the Knapsack Files before. Friend of Joseph and I, Darina Ariana, will be there as well. And uh, special guests to be announced that TBD... And that TBA, to be determined and to be announced, that's a real thing. But uh, hopefully you're, you're, you'll be out for the experience. It is a ticketed event, we will say. And this is it. It is Thursday, April 11th, 7.30 p.m. Doors open at the Alulu Brewery. Our friend Paul over there set, set this up. He made this possible. And it is located at 2011 South Laughlin Street in Chicago, Illinois. That's right. My first time in proper Chicago. I've been to Rosemont a couple of times. That's where I go to the Wizard World Chicago panels where uh, and, and conventions i got to host that uh, that uh, carrie fisher panel in 2016 one of the uh, cherished memories of my life but uh, my first time to proper chicago is going to be the star wars celebration but we'll be there and you can go to josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows again the link all this is up on our uh, twitter uh, feed twitter page and, and and my twitter page but you'll get tickets uh, limited tickets. Uh, the number uh, is uh, it's, it's an intimate affair, uh, as I'll say. Um, depending on the amount of ticket tickets sold, we'll have some options of what we can do there. But there'll be food and drink. Uh, it is a full bar, full brewery, all that stuff. Great food, great drinks, all that kind of stuff. And it'll be about uh, two hours of Force Center. We'll get to see you, get to do uh, maybe do a shot with you. I'm not promising that. All right, no jet juice. Calm down. But maybe. Maybe. It's Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Jennifer Landa, uh, unfortunately, cannot be at Star Wars Celebration this year. We're very, uh, you know, torn over that, but uh, that is the realities of real life. So Joseph and I will be holding down the fort, 
two of three ain't bad, right? Uh, but hopefully uh, uh, you guys, if you're going to be at Star Wars Celebration, can check it out. It'll be a lot of fun. And that's the keys. That's the key right now, fun. Uh, I think it's important that we all take that moment to find fun in being a Star Wars fan. Finding the joy and never feeling bad about that joy. That does not mean you can't roll up your sleeves, debate little things, have some fun over things. Even George Lucas has a sense of humor about Star Wars, which, well, hey, brings me to my special guest this week. I was able to wrangle him for a little interview. He's been on Force Center before. He was one of, actually one of the first guests. Uh, the show Star Wars Ranked was actually a, a backdoor pilot that happened uh, kind of accidentally with Mark Riley. Uh, so here he is. It is Mark Riley from Collider Video, the Schmoes No World, and his podcast, The Riley Roundtable. And we got into some discussions about how do you keep the joy and performing for George Lucas. Holy moly, what's that like? Let's get to that now. Hey, Spotlight Star Wars fans, uh, you hear that sound? That's the sound of Mark Riley. He is uh, in the studio right now for you all here on Spotlight Star Wars. Hello, Yodi. Uh, hello, Mr. Knapsack. How are you? You were grabbing your keys, and I noticed you have a giant Yoda keychain on it. I do. What is that? Yeah, so lucky enough, uh, mm-hmm. and this uh, is a perfect segue, uh, the Riley Roundtable. Oh, yeah. I had a guest on, Sari Linick. Okay. Uh, actress Sari Lennox. I went yeah. to college with her. Actress in such films as A Serious Man. Uh, oh, I love uh, Serious Man. Cafe Society and uh, and a number of other things. Mm. She was on my podcast and she went, you're, you're Yodi, I see. <laughs> and she brought me a, a, a wonderful big Lego Yoda. Oh, it's like a big Lego. But check this out. Yeah. Oh, it's a flashlight? Where it's a flashlight. Those? I have no idea. I need to go to the Lego store and get one. Yeah, and order one. it's really cool. And so uh, I would it like was a, perfect. I would like a wicket to light my way. Yeah. Or a, uh, like, hey, and you know, this is a tough time for Star Wars fans, but it's also a great time for Star Wars fans. Online, Mark, uh, it, it's sometimes a battlefield. And, and oh, God, yes. People like us who talk about it are always uh, in the in the crosshairs yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we are. We are. But also other fans. And it's mm-hmm. a weird time. But also, I think if you choose to look uh, for the light, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And in these days, because I know you are a Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. Like. Big time. Big time. This is you. It's, it's it's defined my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Um, where where do you go when you just want to reconnect with the love of it? Do you, a memory, a movie, a book, a moment, playing with figures. <laughs> where do you go back? Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, a book, a memory. I mean, that's a good question. I, I just always pop one in. I just yeah. pop a pop a movie in and uh, and just if I'm I'm at home alone or maybe I'm with my fiance or maybe. Just whatever. I yeah. mean, it's that. And the memories that I hold to are running around on the playground, uh, trying to get my friend to give me the proper cue <laughs> so that I can do the Han Solo in Return of the Jedi. Hey, it's me. Because I, I remember coaching my friend. No, you got to say it like this. Right. Because I was playing Han Solo at the time. Uh, that's a good memory. Uh, a big memory, though, that, yeah. that will forever be with me is performing the Star Wars trilogy in 30 minutes at Skywalker Ranch 
in front of George Lucas and meeting the man afterwards. Right. I mean, and that's how you and I first met. I, I had heard about you, but I, I, we first met after one of your performances. Yes, that's the yeah. first time I think I ever remember shaking your hand. Uh, Christian and I went and saw the show. Um, and I am uh, blown away by this idea of performing it in front of George. It was crazy. And before the performance, we were standing outside. The sun was going down in Marin County, and I was looking around, yeah. and I was with my friend uh, AJ Town and Craig Bilski. And I looked at those guys and I went, this, I want to remember this forever because yeah. this, this, this feels huge right now because of mm-hmm. my love of Star Wars. Everything was, was Star Wars for me. It got me into storytelling. It got me into writing. It got me, got, it, 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 it just helped my imagination. And that was, that mm-hmm. felt like my pinnacle moment. So right. I always remember that. How, how was it exactly standing in front of the flannel man? I mean, because I've I've literally rubbed shoulders with him at once at the Grove. Yeah, um, you know, and he's he's a shorter man. Um, yes, but he's got that flat. I mean, it was so funny. It was like he passed me, and I was like. That is George Lucas. Yeah, that is yeah. what he looks like in every picture. Flannel t-shirt, uh, flannel yeah. uh, uh, sneakers. And, but you're here. You are in front of him, having just performed his work back to him. Yeah. in sort of a definitely celebration, but some mm-hmm. tiny bit of a parody. It, it was a celebration, but a parody. But he loved it. Yeah. And he, and I'll never forget because the cast was there. We finished the show. It was all of Lucasfilm in the Skywalker. Set, like where, the screening room where they where they would show it was it, it's oh, been right. shown in the the Phantom Menace um, DVD extra oh, where he's pointing at the with the laser pointers and stuff. Oh, well, maybe that was it. Well, yeah, that was at the yeah yeah. I mean, it's it was a big theater. Big theater. Is that the one where the lights come up and Ben Burton, Rick McCallum look at each other and just go like, <laughs> yeah go mm, right. okay yeah okay. yep same I think. <laughs> and so we did it and uh, and I remember it, you know we're in front of the stage we get all down and we're we're shaking hands and then we see him come. Yeah. And it's like, <gasps> what flannel, jeans, beard, George what, Lucas. What music is played in your in your mind? Is it dun dun da da? Or no, <laughs> no, it, it's 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 not music, but it's when Mark Mark Hamill, when Luke Skywalker lets go in Bespin and he falls, and and, and George added the no, right, right. That's what it was playing in my head. But in happiness and shock. In happiness yeah. and shock, it was like everything kind of stopped. Yeah. And then he came up and he stood like right in front of us and the, the cast got like closer together and yeah. started to encircle him a bit, trying to get a little bit closer surrounding him. It's just like, but, but keeping like, our distance like Ewoks. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, I don't know. And he, he looked at it. And was like, oh, that was really great guys. That was great. And, and I'll never forget Patrick Gorman yeah. said, uh, he said, well, you know, uh, I know you're working on uh, revenge of the Sith. Cause we, we were, oh, there. this, was, this so- was before revenge of the Sith. Okay. And he said, if you need any help, uh, cutting it down. I'm your man. And he went, Oh, that's great. And then there was a silence. Like nobody knew what to say next. <laughs> what do you say? And so I went, hi, Mark Riley, big fan and shook his hand. Shook his and hand. then everybody followed suit and went hi and yeah. introduced. And he went, nice, nice to meet you. And he was very nice. And then I don't remember much after that. Um, other than going back to the hotel room that night and being like, whoa, because then the whoa. next day we did four shows for um, ILM. We went to their studio okay. and we found out yeah. that George Lucas snuck in and watched it two more times. That was so crazy. What, 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 for those who aren't familiar with Star Wars in 30 minutes, which yeah. did become Star Wars in 60 minutes, yeah, which yeah. now could be done Star Wars in 90 minutes. We could, yeah. Uh, after, could. Maybe after, after episode nine. Just, episode nine. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, you were brought up there as a showcase, uh, so to he, make sure you guys were on the up and up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it really was a special occasion. 
And I want to think it was Steve Sansweet and Mary Franklin that really pulled oh, right. this together. So we were asked uh, finally to come and do the play at episode two celebration. And right. so that was my first time. So what Patrick did was then he pulled in the all-stars of, of like all the different people over the years that he did it at USC for years. He did it at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And then I did a run again at uh, the Paris American Film Fe- uh, mm. Theater Festival in 2001. Right. And so uh, 2002 is when Attack of the Clones came out, correct? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I did that run. And then when I heard the play was was being upped again, I had no idea why. So I, I, I cold called Patrick, mm. who I did not know. I didn't. I, oh, okay. I never met him at USC. And I said, I'll, I was a part of the play at the at the Paris American Theater Festival, uh, I, but I would love, I will be an Ewok, I will be a tree, I don't care what it is. And so we all went in, mm. and uh, uh, he, he. Long story short, we did we did the play. So we did a charity event as a kind of a workshop to get us ready for uh, celebrations. So we right. did that run for a few weekends. Then we did it at celebrations, and it was a huge hit, and a lot of people came through there. And we got to know Steve Sansweet and he goes, I got to get you to, George has got to see this. And it was like one of those things. That's an, that's a good Sansweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, George has got to see this. And so we're like, oh man, that'd yeah. be great. And I don't know how it happened, but that, that same year, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I can't remember when, but it was after celebrations, we got the word that they're flying us up to San Francisco to do a private performance for George Lucas and everybody at Skywalker Ranch and then at ILM. And that was our trip. And it was wow. just for that. Just to show, just to, just to hey, show we like what this is. Yeah. And then Sansweet says you're good. Sansweet <laughs> said we were good, showed us around Rancho Obi-Wan. We saw his big collection. Oh, wow. That we had, he had a barbecue and we were, and the whole cast was there. That was wow. one of our nights. Um, and then they continued bringing us back. Another one, when they finally moved the Presidio, mm-hmm. um, during, they were showing footage of episode three at wow. the time. We did episode three celebrations. And they brought us up the Presidio. We did a performance there. And then after that one, it was for a licensing meeting mm. um, where Lucasfilm started to use us as kind of like the entertainment. Okay. So they showed some stuff from Revenge of the Sith. They wouldn't show us. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> but it was my first, it was when I first heard uh, Obi-Wan was riding a big lizard. Okay. Because they said, somebody described the footage to me. And they're like, wow. Obi-Wan is riding a, a lizard. And I'm like, the Obi-Wan? <laughs> He and a lizard. This okay. <laughs> so we heard about that. We performed at the Presidio, and then they took us to a, a party mm-hmm. for that same event where stormtroopers were waving us in, and they had a Twi'lek da- dancing around. C three PO was walking around serving drinks. Uh, it was crazy. Not the not Anthony Daniels, but a C three PO. I mean, good chance it always is yeah. Anthony Daniels. Yeah, exactly. That's fascinating yeah. stuff. A, d- a different time, not not in terms of just like Lucasfilm, but in yeah. the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Celebrations was different. I didn't get my first of twenty fifteen. That was a different feel. It, it was because we did it. Yeah, then then we did every celebrations mm. all the way up into the one that was finally in my last one mm. where JJ um, Abrams actually came and watched us and oh, met wow. us afterwards. It was at the when it was at the L A convention before. Disney bought it. So oh, that had been the year, year, year two it, before it might, Yeah. It was, it, maybe it was a year before. Was he announced as the director yet? I can't he remember wasn't. the time. Oh, no. so this is prior. This okay. is way before. Disney, so be, Disney had not purchased Lucasfilm okay. at this point. So it was fall 2012. Probably. JJ, yeah. JJ was 2013 or so when they announced yeah. it. Right. So, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So that was before all that. All that. So JJ, he does, he does love Star Wars. <laughs> he does. He does. He came with his kids just for the Star Wars celebration. Wow. And then, you know, he went, Hey, I'm JJ Abrams. Can I see this and bypass the line? And we're like, yeah, yeah. you can see this. Yeah. 
and Which we brought director him in. of Super Eight. Yeah, yes, the director may. of Super Eight. And J.J. Abrams sent us cupcakes after and said, "Really, thanks for being nice to my kids." Oh, yeah. see, there I, you go. I got a knock on the door, <laughs> and uh, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a man with cupcakes from Sprinkles was standing there, and I went, "J.J. Abrams just sent me cupcakes. cupcakes. That's crazy. You think you can do that now?" Yeah, I don't know if I he can do that so. now. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Well, Mark, uh, it was good to catch up with you here on Four Center. We always yeah. love having you. We got to get you in for Star Wars ranked and a lot of other things. But, Absolutely. Uh, I, I like that hearing you talk about this and those memories and that show. I could hear the joy of Star Wars in your in your mind, in Absolutely. your mouth, and your in your words. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still there. It's always going to be there. I am fascinated, though. I can't let you go. That we had the shared experience of of playing Star Wars on the playgrounds at school. Yeah. And I'm not saying uh, this generation doesn't do that. I just don't hear that a lot. Yeah. Maybe they'll talk. And I'd love to hear any listeners out there who maybe some, maybe you're 17, 18, 19 now, you're a younger fan. Did you do that 10 years ago at school? Right. Because it seems to be shared with our generation where mm-hmm. it was, and I write about it a lot, I talk about it a lot. Lunchtime recess was, I'm Luke today, you're Han, you're yep. Lando. Yep. That was uh, huge. And we would, re- and like you said, no, reset, do it again. That's yep. not what happens. Yep. I'm we- directing my friends and they were pissed at me. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, what, what do you want from me? I want you to feel the characters, <laughs> what I want when you internalize the dialogue in your head. Yeah. Say it backwards first and then shoot it out of your mouth, but say it all inside. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we would reenact <laughs> the skiff Sarlacc scene. Yep. We had a device, a school, one of those old wooden metal slide contraptions. Yeah. And we could do that. And it was part of it, part of finding the joy. Yeah. I always say it goes back to that. It really does. It does. So out there, Spotlight Star Wars fans, we want to know, do you play Star Wars on the playground? Yeah. Let us know. Spotlight Star Wars rolls on. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now let's hear from all of you with a Star Wars memory. That's right. We're bringing it back. I always intended to. And this time I went to our Discord server, which you can access through our Patreon page. And we have a channel for Spotlight Star Wars. And I asked for some memories there, a lot of good ones. And I wanted to get back to them. But I love this one. And it is uh, it's a little bit of a longer one, but it's worth the time. This is from our friend Chad Benefield. Uh, Benefield, uh, Benefield. That's a good, that sounds like a good quarterback name, huh? Right? Good on you, Chad. Throw a touchdown. He's got this memory. He says, I grew up on the original trilogy and all three movies memorized. I had the LP soundtracks. My first CD was a John Williams Greatest Hits. It had the Forest Battle concert suite on it. Nothing had ever sounded so crisp and clear. I'd read the Thrawn trilogy. I was deep. I was ready for the Phantom Menace. I'd been married for two years when marketing for the Phantom Menace started ramping up. I was reading and buying all the material that had anything related to the upcoming movie. I was searching for figures. If they were leaking early, I bought two. One for future children, one to keep in the package. I was buying popular mechanics magazines that highlighted the tech that was going to be in the movie. They had a huge article on the weapons, vehicles, etc. We really hadn't seen anything in the movie yet. Then the announcement came. If you're a member of the StarWars.com subscription club, which later became Hyperspace, you were going to have first access to the first trailer, writes Chad. He says, if you had to have, you had to have QuickTime and downloaded it when available, I was ready. Wife thought I was nuts. Finally, late that first night, it was available. I had a good old dial-up and started the download before going to bed. It would take all night to get the HQ version. I had to have the best. I remember set, uh, setting the alarm for earlier than usual. Got up and checked the computer. At some point, the download failed. All I got was barely the beginning of the trailer, the mist and the Gungans marching forward. Couldn't even make them out. I was livid and heartbroken, but I had a plan. Wife and I got ready for work. I restarted the download. OMG, everyone was downloading now. Slow. We both left for work. I got out of sight from her and turned around. I called in sick. I sat there for hours, hours waiting. Finally, it finished after lunch. I sat there by myself and watched in total amazement. I was numb. It was so worth it all. I'll never forget those two days. I watched it over and over and over. One of the brightest Star Wars memories I have. Thanks for sharing that, Chab. Yeah, the the buildup for The Phantom Menace is, it's legendary. Uh, regardless of, of where you fall on that movie now, I, I have some... Some of my biggest Star Wars memories with the marketing and everything leading up to the Phantom Menace. And, and Chad, I, I wasn't a member of that exclusive club. Uh, I don't even know if I had my own internet back then. I I, I was living in L.A. with my roommates. I, I can envision the setup now, 
but I don't know. I don't think I knew how to download stuff at the time. It, I was still learning. It, it was it was still the '90s, for God's sakes. But I do remember getting a hold of that uh, uh, trailer off of TV. We taped it off a commercial or something like that. And we, my friends uh, Joel and Casey, my roommates at the time, old school Star Wars fans, we would watch it over and over. I've talked before about waiting in line midnight for the toys, waiting for the tickets. But I'm there with you, Chad. It's all worth it. And it all speaks to a, a different time in fandom where, yeah, you had a, hours and hours and hours. And now we're waiting right away. YouTube, boom, it's up. We're spoiled, but I'm glad we're spoiled because we went through those times, huh? A lot of the fans of that generation, and you could be, you could have been an older fan in 1999. I was uh, 23 in 1999. Uh, you could have been a younger fan. You could have been 10. We all had to go through that, and uh, I think we've earned our stripes to just click uh, uh, repeat on YouTube over and over again now, but it was, uh, it was all worth it. And it's all part of the fun of being a Star Wars fan. And that hasn't changed for me. I don't know about you guys out there. But I have all the Force Awakens magazines. I have all the Rogue One magazines. All the Last Jedi magazines. And I don't have a ton. I have the books. A lot of the the, making of and and, and the art uh, books for Solo. But I didn't see as many magazines. and Which speaks a little bit to the marketing of Solo. But once Episode Nine swings around these parts, I will do that again. I'm sure Chad and a lot of you out there listening right now will do the same thing. I don't have room for the stuff. I finally took it off. Uh, I was displaying it on, on a little bookshelf here, and, it, and it's just all those magazines are stacked up next to some of my visual dictionaries and everything, and it's got I got some of the classic Star Wars magazines that I've even read through on this podcast. I got no room, but I'll be damned. You know I'm absolutely going to do it. I, I think it's it's putting stuff in the memory bank for later. I, I have some of those Phantom Menace magazines, uh, some of the Tactic Clones, Revenge of the Sith ones. Nothing, though, was like the buildup for Phantom Menace. Everything Chad is describing is accurate. Uh, and, I, and I love it. And my, my love and appreciation of Phantom Menace, uh, you know, it was high, it was low, it settled into a nice, comfortable spot right now, but none of that matters. The movie doesn't matter. What matters is the memories of new Star Wars. Something is out there for us to take in as fans. And it might disappoint you at times. It might be troubling. It might be broken art that you need to put together in your mind. But it's always going to give you something. And it's the next chapter of the trilogy. It's another part of the story. And it all builds back to those moments when you're downloading the trailer. You're seeing the first images. You're getting the toys you're grabbing the magazines and you know that you're going to hold on to it because it's going to be a part of your life forever. Chad, thank you for sharing that memory. There is more in that Discord server channel that uh, I will be going through. But if you are part of the Discord server, uh, go ahead and pop it in there. If you're part of the Patreon page, make sure you you jump into the server. We had some tech issues on the, the server for a while. All fixed, I do believe. Pop on in there. Leave a memory, and I'll share it here. And I, what I love about the the reason I do these memories, it's it's your guys' memories of your Star Wars fandom, but it's amazing how it all is shared. We all go through the same things, sometimes in different parts of the world, different generations, a little bit different point of view and perspective and experience, but all boils down to one thing. We are Star Wars fans, and that's why we here at Force Center love to celebrate it. We're about to get out of here, but before we do that, let's let's pause and pay our respects to a very complicated, troubled, but yet loved Star Wars character. 
a vengeful villain, a living weapon for the Sith, a tortured soul who wasn't given a choice. Today, we pay our respects to a former Sith Lord they now call Maul. Maul was a Zabrik son of Dathomir, raised for a short time by Mother Talzin among the Night Sisters. He was taken by a rising Sith Lord called Palpatine, but feared as Darth Sidious. Too young to choose, Maul was taught to hate and trained for a singular purpose, destroy the Jedi. His bloodlust and aching desire to explode out of the galaxy's shadows was barely contained by his dark side master. Even his first Jedi kill, a young Padawan named Eldra Cadis, did not satiate his need for vengeance. Maul dreamed of striking out and having the freedom to do his dark deeds as he pleased. But Palpatine always had him under his control. A pawn in a larger plan, Maul soon found himself face to face with a Jedi Knight and his Padawan. He killed one, but the other destroyed everything that Maul felt he had earned. He would no longer be at the side of Sidious, no longer have his place cemented in Sith history as a conqueror. It would be as a footnote. Maul was left for dead, kept alive only by hate for the man he believed had taken it all away from him, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Maul was soon reborn, reunited with his surviving brother Savage Opress, and now free to seek his revenge. But Maul was still in the grips of something beyond himself. Nothing quenched his thirst. Not the murder of Kenobi's true love, not the power he gained by ruling Mandalore or running criminal syndicates. Everything led to more loss. Nothing stopped his pain. A failed attempt to take on his own apprentice led to a final confrontation with the Jedi he needed to kill, and Maul stood before Kenobi one last time. It was a fight of opposing mindsets, hate versus compassion, desire versus duty. Within seconds, Maul was done, and the once-dreaded agent of evil was dying in the arms of the one he had always wanted to destroy. As the light faded from his once rage-filled eyes, Maul was finally freed from the shackles that had been placed upon him as a child. Gone was the hate, finally replaced by peace. Thanks for listening to Spotlight Star Wars on Force Center. Follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod and follow Ken online, including Twitch, at Ken Knapsack. Consider supporting Force Center on Patreon at patreon.com slash forcecenter. Go to forcecenterpod.podomatic.net for more information and use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars to join the conversation. Until next time, this has been Spotlight Star Wars on Force Center. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.